You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled, since they were no more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Just two interesting memories. Uh, One is in Egypt, and there is a church of the Holy Family where tradition remembers the visit of the Holy Family in Egypt, and even they have there a map of the pathway that tradition says the Holy Family would have followed. And then where we had our retreat, you've heard more than once about that, a week ago in Ein Karim, Right across from the retreat house is the Church of the Visitation that has two levels. It has the upper level with the large church to hold a lot of people and down below it has a well and a little chapel in front of the well and there on the walls are depicted a few scenes particularly of Zechariah bringing the offering of incense in the temple when the angel appeared to him and promised John the Baptist announced John the Baptist's birth, the conception and birth. And then there's also a very big image of Our Lady and Elizabeth meeting. And there's also an image of the scene we have today of the soldiers killing the babies. And there in that wall, there's a big stone that's kept as a memory of the stone behind which John the Baptist was hidden because he would have been there six months older than Jesus, a target for Herod's uh, soldiers in their effort to fulfill Herod's cruel demand. So these memories are in the Holy Land and help us to become aware of how concrete and tangible the stories are. Obviously, also the account of Jesus in Egypt and the 
murder of the children recalls the horrible uh, murder by Pharaoh of all the Jewish uh, boys in Egypt when the persecution reaches, reached its highest point in Egypt. <coughs> there is an amazing facility in the human soul to be uh, cruel. We are called to the greatest reflection of divinity and yet we are capable of being very cruel. And maybe all of us in different moments have had an exposure to people who are very cruel in their words, in their eyes, just in their eyes. Because hatred expresses itself everywhere in our bodies. And then maybe we also have had the sadness of being cruel with harsh words, inconsiderate gestures, not understanding where other people were when we spoke in a harsh way, in a hard way, in a demanding way, in a way of lacking comprehension for others. And it's good for us to ponder that particularly because it's so easy for us to become very judgmental of others and that doesn't lessen Herod's sin, but it also helps us, like Jesus said, not to throw stones. And there we find humanity in our brokenness, as John's letter uh, pencils so well, the conflict of light and darkness. And there is a lot of darkness in our world. We would be naive to ignore it. And we walk there, and sometimes we're part of the darkness in a lack of living in the light, a lack of living in the truth of Christ, in being... People who receive that peace of Christ and radiate it. And in those times when we are selfish and not able to see the needs of others, not able to rouse compassion in our hearts like the Good Samaritan, there were also holy people, the priests, going by on the other side. It's so easy to wash our hands like Pilate, where darkness allows us not to meet the challenge of the generosity that a moment calls for. And we can be angry, we can have sentiments of revenge, of uh, fear, by which we also try to eliminate and exclude others from our life's arena because we feel threatened. And so this meditation today, this contemplation today brings us to great humility. Humility as a member of the human race, which we have such a record of blood on our hands. Such a record of hatred, of conflict, of disregard for the image of God, the image and likeness of God in each human being. And so this is um, a day where where we come before God. It's like a day of penance, in a way. It's a feast day because we're celebrating the, the holy innocents who are in heaven. But also, we ponder how they got there. And one of the great keys for how they got there is because God's will triumphs. God's will triumphs over evil. God has an amazing knack at 
accomplishing his plan despite the cruelty, despite the hardness of heart, despite the brokenness of humanity. It's amazing how God brought the whole plan through from Abraham and Isaac, right up to today in our own lives. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. This is God's doing. This applies in the first place in today's feast day to Jesus himself, because he was rescued through Joseph. Joseph was somebody who took action, who had the openness of heart to hear God's command, God's instruction, God's indication, his assignment for Joseph, get the child out of here with the mother. And Joseph knew how to respond. Maybe many times people today are in need and we don't know how to do what we should do to avoid something really bad happening for somebody else. The sensitivity we need for people around us, close to us, who have a very big need and their burden needs to be shared. It's easy to condemn people for doing bad, but to share the burden others carry so that they can be maintained and brought through their challenging moments. And this is a big challenge for us all. And there's so many people who do good in this way. There's a triumph of God happening through so many lives, through so many parents and grandparents, siblings, so many neighbors, so many people doing good besides all of the people in rescue units and first aid response, first responders. So maybe we are called also in little dreams and little signals to stand up like Joseph and take the people to safety. Today we remember in a special way also all of the victims of the scourge of abortion. I would say in first place the mother, that she is brought to that excruciating moment and also the child obviously, cut off how many grandparents never knew they had children, they'll find out in heaven. All these grandchildren that were aborted. How many brothers and sisters, siblings never knew they had that sibling because the child was eliminated early in, during pregnancy. Rise, take the child and his mother, flee, get out of here, get out, get out before the knives, get out before the, the violence, get out. And then we see all the problems of war, of migrations, of human trafficking, all of the abuse. So we have lots to pray for today. And we pray that God's great victory can happen in each life. And he's a God of mercy. And he can turn people around after these experiences. And we pray for that. joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.